0: Thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. Hey, welcome back. This is Jim Dudley. Jim, earlier this year, uh, rights groups, the ACLU and others, and Amazon employees and stockholders even, uh, sought to stop that company from providing its uh, recognition software to law enforcement agencies. By all accounts, that effort has failed. Um, Police are using the software. They're using software from other vendors as well, Um, increasingly, as they want to identify criminals, missing people. Um, potential terrorists, suspected terrorists, by analyzing video and comparing that video with vast databases of pictures of people. And those databases are sometimes uh, driver license uh, registries and things like that. So they have on record a whole host of images. And of course, um, booking photos are added to the mix. Um, and they're using this stuff to to apprehend criminals to find wanted people again. Um, But there are people, the ACLU included and others, who feel that this power, I'm going to use the word delicately here, this ability, probably is the the right word to use, this ability to use facial recognition software could be abused. Um, There are critics who say things like it doesn't work as well on people of color. It has more false negatives or false positives, I should say um so what are your thoughts i know that you can't put this genie back in the bottle you know if you're on facebook you are being facially recognized as soon as you post a picture of you it says it's you right (laughs) it knows it's you yeah right so the the genie can't go back in the bottle but how can we maybe control the genie a little bit yeah i I mean i understand the argument against
1: it i think until it's 100% 100% foolproof or close to it, then maybe, yeah, I don't want to be a beta test character. I don't want to, you know, get hauled into Kentucky for a murder I didn't commit, right? <laughs> right. So, yeah, false positives, false negatives. Um, I understand it's used extensively in Europe. Um, I don't know what their success rate is with it. I know very few law enforcement agencies are using it, although there are a variety of software companies that are selling it. So uh, it's in its infancy stage. You know, I'm talking to people who are who ha- bought the electric car when the range was 65 miles and now we're up to 300.
0: You've just taken it right out of my mouth. Never, uh, bu- for never buy the first model of anything.
1: It, right. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, I, I totally agree with that. So let's Let's fine-tune it. let's use it for something less than law enforcement purposes. get it right. Um, cops will take take the path of least resistance and all we have to do is have a couple of lawsuits and then that'll be that. yeah so um, let's get it right. let's use it I don't know in a venue where people can say no to it like a sporting event going into a coliseum, going into an area, going to a, a security um, defined. Presidential visit or something like that, um, but but let's test it and make it right. Before facial recognition, I would love to crack the DNA case and and get DNA tests from everyone in prison. And I know ACLU is against that. I know a lot of people are against that. But uh, as a condition of parole, as a condition of probation, um, related to the cr- type of crime you did. Um, mm-hmm. I see DNA testing as being a lot more reliable, and um, you know, close to foolproof.
0: Currently, yes, that's absolutely true. And you mentioned DNA, and I I want to bring up something you've mentioned about DNA before. If you have DNA evidence, it can't be your only evidence, right? Like, if, so facial recognition software is the same thing. Like, if okay, see, we have a hit. It looks like that's the person, but now we have to get either witnesses or additional um, uh, evidence that right. that is indeed the person. You can't just say, hey, got a hit on the facial recognition software. Let's lock them up. Yeah, um, there, there ha- it, has, it can be a, a useful tool, but it's just a one tool. Portion in a... of the investigation. Exactly. So yeah. I think, and to your point about allowing the technology to evolve, it's, 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 that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's no question about it. So for law enforcement, it may be the safest course of action to do nothing. First, do no harm, right? Right, right. And wait, like you said, for the technology to to really become essentially bulletproof, right? Um, and I think because of it, you know artificial intelligence and machine learning and the the accelerated rate, we're we're beyond Moore's law here. You know, we're well beyond the the rate at which Moore said technology would would evolve. It's now multiples of Moore's law. So I think that. Delaying purchase or delaying deployment of facial recognition software is not a bad strategy because we know that bad law enforcement leads to bad law. Right. 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 Because yeah, to have- make
1: bad laws. Exactly. Well, I, I think I think down the road, once it is perfected uh, to the point where both sides can agree that it is effective, I think it'll be an outstanding tool in taking taking out the the race card in policing that. Um, you know, we're denying evidence and we're denying juries and we're denying, uh, you know, mounds of evidence based on uh, race um, as, a, as an excuse that, uh, that officers stopped, made a stop or were suspicious or whatever based on race. I think if we could take race out of the equation mm-hmm. and facial mm-hmm. recognition helps with that, let's go with it. Same with DNA, uh, same with fingerprints same with independent evidence that that takes race out of it i it it might be a different discussion altogether but i think as far as trials go if if we're saying that juries and judges uh are biased because of race or gender or ethnicity why why don't we go to a upc code uh uh, a, a a bar code uh to identify suspects or accused offenders in court And we never see, unless it's for purposes of identification, that we never see the defendant at a table again, that there's a barcode sitting in a chair and we're saying what that barcode did and you decide if they're guilty or not. hmm. And then then we trot the person out and put them in the cell and then you can see what they look like.
0: That's an interesting idea. I want to um, make a couple quick points on facial recognition Um, and. This is partially a capability and partially a limitation at the same time. Um, Georgetown University's Center for Privacy and Technology says that one, more than 170 million American adults, 117, I'm sorry, million American adults are in a database of some kind for facial recognition software. Here's the problem. That's only one third of the population.
1: Right.
0: Right? So you, what you now what you have is... A set of people who are far more likely to get a hit on facial recognition software where two-thirds of the American public aren't likely to be, get, get a hit on it. So if, where, where I see facial recognition right now is that it is in its infancy and that we're not there yet from not only the technology standpoint, but you don't have, I would call it a basic map. You, know, you don't have a, a, a complete set of data for which the software can do its work. So, right. I think that that 's the other piece of the puzzle that hasn 't been kind of discussed or, or looked at yeah is you, if you 're going to have facial recognition software and the technology that it provides the capability that it provides it has to be an equal opportunity sure. capability, and right now it isn 't and I think that you know there is some there 's something to be said for the critics who say it doesn 't work as well for, for people of color there 's not a lot of studies that that examine why that is. But it's statistically a real thing. I mean, if you look at the numbers, it's just real. The, right. the false positives on people of color are greater than people who are not. Yeah. So you, you can you can argue about how and why and whatever that may, the reasoning for that all day until the cows come come home. But the fact of the matter is, is we have to address the problem. Right. Right.
1: Right. Let's get it right. And I think I think a couple of the. The ways to defeat those things have been hats and glasses, Um, so maybe it's um, maybe it is a uh, complexion-related misfeed into the system. Yeah, but yeah, I'd love to see straighten it out.
0: I'd I'd really like to see American law enforcement take a slow roll, um, watch Europe very carefully. Um, Learn from other people's mistakes. And again, never buy the first model of anything. You know, whether it's an airplane or a car or anything else, do not buy the first model of anything. Right. All right. uh, Tell us what you think Uh, or have you experimented in your agency? I know several agencies in the United States have. I believe one in Florida. I believe one in Southern California are doing experiments on this technology now. If you are uh, or if you're interested in uh, learning more, uh, send us an email. To policing matters at policeone.com. That's policing matters at policeone.com. Thanks again for listening.